This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Cannabisradio.com proudly presents Grassroots Marketing. Each episode curates thought-provoking dialogue with an exclusive class of thought leaders who will offer high-end roundtable business strategies and solutions that seek to prune and harvest great ideas in each 30-minute episode. Thought leaders in the cannabis industry convene here to share some of their best practices and protocols. Let's chart the growth of this burgeoning industry, one of the world's premier cash crops, right now on Grassroots Marketing. Aloha, everyone, and thanks for joining us. My name is Calico Castillo, and I'm the brand strategist here at CannabisRadio.com. Welcome to another episode of Grassroots Marketing. Today on our show, we're going to be talking to Derek Reedley of Civilized.Life, a uh, cool lifestyle cannabis-focused website that has uh, just popped on the scene in the last couple years. So we're excited to learn a little bit more about it today on the show. So, Derek, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. I am really happy to be here. Uh, glad to be talking with you. Awesome. Well, you know, let's just kind of start off with um, kind of introducing Civilized to our listeners. I'd love to kind of hear from your perspective, what is Civilized? And then we'd love to kind of get into maybe what was the spark that kind of ignited the idea for Civilized? Sure. Well, uh, you know, Civilized to me is is a very personal uh, thing, and it was driven uh, by uh, the inequities in cannabis prohibition. I'm somebody who chooses to enjoy cannabis uh, socially, recreationally, casually from from time to time after the uh, kids are in bed on in the evenings and, and on the weekends. And you know, looking around, we noticed that there was tons and tons of other people like me. We all kind of know it. There are millions and millions of motivated, productive people who choose to enjoy cannabis, but don't really define themselves by it. You know, we're not all about cannabis. So in, in noticing this, we decided that there's a community here that really needed to be connected. And we decided that we wanted to be that connection point and that digital publishing would be that point. So Civilized was born. 
That's awesome. No, I could definitely see that sort of need in the marketplace where, like you said, for people who don't consider themselves the pejorative term stoners or don't consider themselves to be like fully engaged within the cannabis lifestyle, but it is just one portion of who they are as people. And like you said, productive, even professional members of our society who, you know, aren't super open about their cannabis use, but might like to relax on the weekend or on vacation or something like that. So I could definitely kind of see where there's that, that segment in the marketplace and the, the need you guys are feeling filling there well you know it, it, it for us it, 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 it there's nothing wrong with current cannabis cannabis culture as it exists but it, it's it's kind of monotone you know when sure. you th- cl- close your eyes and you think about it you think words like stoner uh right. you think you think of a guy sitting on the couch playing uh xbox sometimes that's true but that is not the entirety of the culture prohibition has led to the culture being reflected in this way and we thought it was high time uh, no pun intended. Honestly, uh, we thought it was time uh, that that, uh, that that cannabis culture was expanded, elevated to reflect the millions and millions of, of of people who are left out of it because they don't define themselves by it. No, I, I can totally appreciate that. You know, I originally got into this movement as a an intern for Normal, and that was like 2011. I was kind of working on their daily radio show and podcast, and you know, that was like. You know, at the time, like when we're talking about maybe the the movement as an iceberg and as the tip just being those, you know, the typical stereotypical stoners and what people's idea of cannabis consumers are. Like you said, there's millions of people below the surface that, you know, there really hasn't been a lot of stuff that's spoken to them. Um, so, yeah, no, I definitely I definitely see that. And I think politically, it also plays a really big role for the reform movement to really be able to to showcase those other narratives about how people incorporate cannabis into their lives. I am completely stealing the iceberg line because it is absolutely appropriate. You're right. There are people who are out there, out of the cannabis closet. That's who you see above uh, water on the, on this uh, iceberg. But uh, below water, there are people who, you know, because of uh, relationships, because of jobs, because of uh, 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 policy, because of legislation, and 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 just because it's illegal in certain areas, they're keeping their cannabis use quiet. They're having these conversations in their backyards, in their basements, in their parking garages, and on their balconies. And we thought it was time to bring that out in the open. So Civilized was born. And when you go there, when you go to Civilized.life, uh, you'll notice that we talk about cannabis, but it's not all we talk about. It we talk about uh, we talk about work. We talk about politics. We talk about sex. It's 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 more of a 360 lifestyle for people who uh, include cannabis as part of their lifestyle. I love it. So I'd love to kind of dive in a little bit into your background. I was reading over your Ooh. bio and I saw that like, you know, you've done sort of strategic communications work um, and also have had some background kind of in Hollywood. So I'd love to kind of listen or, you know, hear a little bit about like kind of, you know, your view on your background and maybe how those skills have transferred kind of into the cannabis industry and what you're doing now. Well, it was it was funny when uh, civilized, uh, you know, the the brainstorm uh, uh, when the moment of creation uh, happened, it, it, it was literally one of those things where I thought, oh, my God, I've been preparing for this my entire life. I am uh, a brander marketer by training and trade. I, you know, started off and, and studied public relations. And when I was in my mid 20s. Uh, my wife and I started a uh, communications agency in Eastern Canada, and that's what we did for years and years and years. And uh, uh, about 2010, we started looking at other ways to leverage uh, what uh, what we we built. We decided that content was the way to do that. And 
you mentioned Hollywood. It wasn't quite Hollywood, but we did conceive, uh, uh, sell, and produce uh, with few partners a television show called The Real Houses of, which runs on the uh, the W Network. And it, actually, it was it was funny. We were just uh, wrapping. You asked earlier about the spark that led to Civilized. We were wrapping our portion of uh, involvement on season one of that show. And uh, you know, as much as our agency had started in Atlantic Canada, Terry and my wife and I had moved to California in 2014. This was, in fact, January 24th, 2015. I know that because it was the day that we wrapped uh, our uh, work as producers, and it was also my wife's birthday. So, Oh, wow. That is moment- momentous. Yeah, it, it was pretty. It, it was like everything kind of aligned all at, at once. I was open to a new idea, and, and uh, we were out celebrating uh, Terry's birthday at a beautiful restaurant in Venice, and she was having a nice glass of wine. It was a Friday night. Uh, she was having a nice glass of wine and I found myself behind the restaurant beside a dumpster with my Ah. vape vape pen. And I literally said, this has got to change. Uh, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing, especially when you compare it to, uh, alcohol. And we decided to be uh, part of the positive change. That's awesome. Yeah. And I can, I can see how that can be the spark. That is kind of the, um, when you kind of get that, that split like split screen of seeing your wife drinking her wine inside the, the comfort of the restaurant and you outside near a dumpster, you know, puffing on your vape pen. I can definitely right. see how it's like the lunacy of like actually having to confront that, uh, you know, face on or head on is like definitely something where, you know, I'm glad that it, it sparked you to do something to kind of get to change that a little bit. And like you said, kind of elevate the conversation around, um, around cannabis. Cause you know, I, I got a chance to go to my first wine tasting. I live up here near Napa Valley, uh, in the Bay area. And so I got my first chance to go into wine country and go to some wine tastings. And like that for me was like another moment of a spark where I was like, it's just crazy to me that we have this entire culture and these entire areas within the U S that are like devoted to this, you know, psychoactive drug, but, you know, we're not able to do that same thing for cannabis, but it definitely showed a model that I think would work very easily for the cannabis lifestyle in terms of like being able to kind of give people the, the experience of, of cannabis, as opposed to just like, you know, what has traditionally been black market deals in the, in a parking lot, you know? Right, right, right. And it, you know, when, when we came to this sort of when, when the idea started to uh, reveal it, it itself, there was an unintended consequence here. And, uh, uh it, it, what happened was I, you know, I, I was in the cannabis closet myself, not with everybody, uh, but with, you know, a lot of people in my life, uh, whether it was my, uh, you know, my, my in-laws, my, uh, kids, my, uh, pe- people I, uh, work with and certainly clients. It's just something I didn't uh, talk about. Well, knowing that we were going to launch this company and that it was going to be very public and that this, this website was going to be there and, and our experience was part of that story, all of a sudden, you know, you, you realize I've got, to, I, I've got to do the rounds here and, and talk to some people about my cannabis use and, uh, and really fully come out of the cannabis closet. And the unintended consequence of all that was that, you know, what it did was it allowed me to take off the last mask that I wear in my life. I really try to be an authentic uh, person and hiding my cannabis use was sort of the last mask that uh, I had. I've taken it off, I, 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 you know, people know now that I'm a, a, a recreational, canna- a casual cannabis uh, consumer and I have nothing to hide. And that's the, it, it's almost like I put down bags or weights that I was carrying for uh, a number of years and it's not like it was, it was killing me 
to 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 keep this uh, to to myself, but it sure does feel a lot better being fully transparent and a little bit more authentic. Yeah, absolutely. And and free, right? Like just the freedom right. that, that does come with that. Like you said, being able to be liberated from having to put up this facade, but not be your true 100% self. So I definitely can appreciate that that uh, perspective. Right. Um, I'm, you know, I'm curious, I'd love to kind of hear a little bit about kind of, I'd imagine that Civilize has a plan as a business to be kind of interacting with brands within the industry and kind of mm. helping to connect brands to consumers. I'd love to kind of maybe hear a little bit about your thoughts as to like how Civilized as a, you know, as a platform can be kind of used for advertising, that sort of stuff. I've, that's something I'm super curious on for the way kind of media outlets within the space are kind of doing that. Sure. Uh, well, the back to your iceberg analogy, which I didn't actually really come, uh, uh, fully build on, uh, and I love it so much because it, it, it builds on language that I use uh, often. You know, when you when you actually look at who is consuming cannabis in uh, Canada and the United States, uh, the 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 truth is it, it's it's the opposite of of, of of who people stereotypically believe are cannabis sure. consumers. We're talking people that you know the majority of which have uh, some college or uh, have completed a, a bachelor's degree. They're one hundred fifty thousand dollars household income. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're working, uh, professionals. They likely have, uh, teenagers, they're married. They're, they're, they're much more stable and connected and sort of functioning members of society than, uh, people, uh, really think. So we're, you know, we're building a community, uh, of, of those people and we're building a media company around those, uh, people. And, uh, uh, we, we work with cannabis companies, uh, uh, who really understand, uh, what we're, who we communicate with and who cannabis consumers, uh, really are. We're really not interested in, in, in working with anybody who is, uh, perpetuating stereotypes or negatively, uh, mm-hmm. uh reinforcing, uh, you know, these bad attitudes towards cannabis. We're, we're all about people who understand people kind of like, kind of like me, the, 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 the casual cannabis consumer who doesn't define himself. Uh, mm-hmm. buy it. Uh, at, at, we're building this uh, relationship. We, we are building advertising product. We have advertising product that uh, will uh, uh, th- that connects uh, our, our community to these uh, these other brands, both cannabis and non-cannabis, because we believe that uh, mainstream uh, brands uh, are going to uh, wake up soon and mm-hmm. understand that this is a significant demographic that uh, uh, and, and a valid demographic that people want to talk to. And, and, and as I said, we're building a media company, company around it. We've got a couple of great board members uh, who, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of exciting just to have these guys uh, around, one of which is Mitch Fox, who is a former publisher of Vanity Fair and Details Magazine, group president of Condé Nast. Wow. He gets it. He gets the opportunity. And he's helping us architect out a modern media company. Uh, uh, and look, we, we really and truly believe that it's in vehicles like uh, civilized that cannabis brand wars will be fought. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, there is definitely, I mean, when you think about how much advertising dollars are spent just in the mainstream world for any other, you know, consumer package good or any other sort of consumer good, it's going to be very interesting to kind of watch, um, you know, in the coming days and coming years, how exactly cannabis brands are going to utilize, you know, the media outlets and in the various ways that they're kind of, you know, putting out content to, to reach those consumers. Um, right. 
we got just a, about a minute left here. Yep. I'd love to give you an opportunity to kind of give people a chance to check out Civilized, maybe check you out. I know you got your own Twitter handle. Maybe you could just kind of give some people some information about how they can uh, get in contact with you. Sure, sure. Well, we encourage everybody to go to civilized.life uh, on uh, the web and you know sign up for our newsletter, like us on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Twitter. If you go to civilized.life, you can find all those links. Uh, if, if, if you want to get a hold of me, find me on Twitter is probably the best way to do it. And I'm just at Reedley. That's at R-I-E-D-L-E. Awesome. Derek Reedley, publisher of Civilized Life. We really do appreciate you making some time for us on the Grassroots Marketing Podcast today. And uh, we look forward to chatting with you again here very soon. Thank you. I'll talk to you all day, any day. That was real good. Awesome. Thanks so much. So guys, be sure to check out civilized.life. Check out Derek on Twitter at Reedley. That's R-I-E-D-L-E. And uh, we appreciate you listening to another episode of the Grassroots Marketing Podcast here on CannabisRadio.com. You know, if you want to find us, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. We're also on iHeartRadio and Stitcher. And you can uh, find the show on Facebook. And uh, be sure to be kind of sharing the content. And if you can give us a little review on iTunes, we sure would appreciate it. Uh, Till next time, we appreciate you guys being on the Grassroots Marketing Podcast, and we'll see you soon. Grassroots Marketing will return after we generate traffic to our generous sponsors. Do you want to get in on the booming cannabis industry? New frontier data for biggest industry insights, power average data analytics to help navigate this rapidly growing and changing landscape. New frontier data will help you make critical decisions based on facts. Our industry analyst reports reveal the best opportunities. Our custom research analysts deliver answers to the most difficult questions. And our cutting-edge big data platform puts real-time information and answers you need. Right at your fingertips. The power of real-time big data is now in your hands. Run with New Frontier and let us help you conquer the wild. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. The 2017 Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo makes its way back to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, April 21st to the 23rd at the Fort Worth Convention Center. Register right now at swccexpo.com slash Texas. Check out over 150 exhibitors showcasing their businesses and the new advances being made in medical and legal cannabis markets. Plus, hear from an all-star lineup of celebrities, former football players, medical professionals, and more. Join thousands of curious cannabis consumers just like you at the 2017 Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo, Dallas-Fort Worth. Last-minute registration is open now at swccexpo.com slash Texas. We're back with more motivating marijuana monetization insights on grassroots marketing, only on CannabisRadio.com. 
Awesome. Hey, Scott, um, is your last name pronounced Struble? Yes. Yes, okay. it is. Congratulations. It happens. People always say Struble. <laughs> All good, man. No sweat. Uh, having a tough name myself, I definitely have had to navigate those waters plenty. So. Yeah. All good. And um, the full name of your company is just Honey River, right? That's correct. Okay, cool, man. Um, do you like? Do you have a special title that you go by when you uh, introduce yourself or anything? No, no, just Scott with Honey River, honestly. Perfect, cool, man. No sweat. Well, um, we'll get started here in just a second. Like um, George said, it'll be super short and sweet, 12, 14 minutes. I'll probably ask you kind of just like, you know, to explain a little bit about what you do, a little bit of the background about the story about your wife, um, and then just kind of, you know, we'll, we'll start talking about the fun stuff. So um, it should be super simple and uh, real easy. Yeah, sounds good, man. Cool. Awesome. Can we just... Cool. Thanks, George. Aloha, everybody, and welcome back to the show. My name is Calico Castillo. I'm the brand strategist here at CannabisRadio.com, and you are listening to the Grassroots Marketing Podcast. In our next segment, I'm super excited to a fellow named Scott Struble of Honey River. Honey River is a company that basically creates customized rosin plates. I know for people out there in the industry, rosin is becoming all of the rage. Obviously, dabs has taken over the scene over the last five or six years, and a newer form of that is rosin. So today, we're going to be talking to Scott Struble of Honey River a little bit about his company. Scott, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, it's a pleasure, man. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you kind of, um, you know, you want a piece of my heart because you had you'd reached out and you're talking about these customized, you know, heat presses that you put together for rosin making. And you had actually created a customized one who was a Raiders fan. And I, myself as a Raiders fan who's struggling right now since they're looking to move to Las Vegas. I was super excited about that. So I'd love to kind of hear from your perspective, kind of what brought you here. But first, let's start with, you know, what is Honey River? What exactly do you do for people? Basically, there's a lot of different cust uh, manufacturers on the market that produce rosin plates. And when I was on the market myself, trying to upgrade from the hair straightener a while ago, I couldn't find anything that I truly liked that I could honestly afford. And uh, I also didn't like the fact that it was plain. So with my background in aerospace machining, I built it for myself and uh, made it look kind of neat. So I decided that I would try to do the same for others. You know, if they wanted something really good quality, but actually at a price that they could afford to spend, um, that that's what we'd start doing. That's awesome. So how long ago did you actually kind of come up and conceptualize and then eventually put it into motion, the idea behind Honey River? Uh, it was honestly around last, I'd say August of last year. Um, I had built my setup in July and it was awesome. I put different videos of me using it in some of the uh, rosin Facebook groups. And after getting a bunch of different people asking me, you know, where'd I get my setup? I decided that, you know what, why not start building these things? And October was actually when I had my first sale. That's awesome. So you started in August, had your first sale by, by October. That's super cool. And I, I know you'd mentioned kind of putting, you know, you had created these videos of something that you had produced or that you had put together. Um, and then you were kind of sharing it with these rosin press Facebook groups. Did one of your first sales come from one of those groups? Where did like you, where'd you find your first couple? Uh, I'm a part of a couple different groups on Facebook. One of them is uh, advanced rosin tech discussion. And that's just a place for people to go and spread their knowledge and experience they talk about truly everything that was involved with their smash that made their rosin. So we're kind of sharing knowledge. And uh, I had a, one of my customers 
was in the group and he sent me a message, you know, asking me how much would that cost to build? And that's how basically how I got started. That's awesome. That's super cool. And so I know you don't have a website right now, right? You're mostly running on Instagram. Is that kind of where you do a lot of um, you're kind of interacting with people? A lot of it's through Instagram and Facebook. I am building a website. I've got a couple domain names, 710.com and honeyriver.co, but it's it's in the works, man. It's uh, I want to make sure that it's just right before I launch it. That's awesome. I mean, I'm looking at your Instagram right now, and uh, for people who are listening into the podcast, you should definitely check out at Honey River 710 on Instagram. Uh, he's got pictures of all of these um, customized, you know, rosin setups that he's put together. Some that have the, you know, bear the high time symbol or logo on it. Like I said, there's a Oakland Raiders football helmet. There's one that looks like an old like V Dub bus for Iriide extracts. So many cool kind of. Um, like I said, super unique ways to kind of be letting people put their own customized spin on these rosin presses, which, you know, I'd imagine for the amount of rosin that's being made these days, you know, you're spending all day, you know, kind of using these presses. It's kind of cool to have some customization to it. Oh yeah, man. And it's definitely an investment. You know, if you want to get good quality, you're looking to spend at least $600 on just the plates and a temperature controller that's going to last you forever. And why not make it look really awesome? That's cool. Yeah, no, I mean, what are what's like? What's your favorite project that you've worked on so far? Oh man, I honestly, uh, I have to say that the the High Times box or the Raiders helmet, they're kind of at a tie right now. Um, the Raiders helmet was so neat because it was a challenge finding a way to get everything to fit just right. And uh, man, you know, I, I have to say the VW bus too. Just it was such a small space. And it presented a huge challenge to get all the electrical components to fit inside of it, regardless. And uh, but currently we're building a Raiders, or a uh, excuse me. Currently we are building a Star Wars themed setup with the controls being mounted inside of a Darth Vader helmet, and uh, that one's going to be uh, shipping out soon. And that's probably going to be my favorite now. That's cool. Yeah, like for like I said, for people who are listening, you got to check out the Instagram. I'm looking at it, and like from like engrave engravings on the actual plate itself to all of the things that actually, like he said, houses the uh, temp controllers and the plate. It's just it's super cool to to look at. I'm curious. Um, you know, I know you have kind of a backstory about how you kind of came into the industry that kind of involves your wife and um, kind of using cannabis for for medicinal purposes. I'd love to kind of um, kind of touch on that a little bit if you could. Yeah, of course. Uh, we actually, we moved out to California from Georgia. Um, she was retired from the Navy medically for an autoimmune disease, similar to lupus. It's called Schrogren's. And a friend of ours had introduced her to cannabis because she was in a lot of pain. She was feeling sick. And it, it's, it totally changed her life. She was able to go from being bedridden from all the side effects, from all the medicine that the doctors had prescribed her to just trying a little bit of cannabis. She got the energy. She was hungry. She was able to eat. And just being able to eat alone gave her the energy to get up, be social, and actually start to have a life again. So we decided that we would move out to California because it's a legal state. And uh, she's out here as well. And that's really how we got started. I started cultivating for her. And we learned about the solventless concentrates with rosin. So I used her Revlon hair straightener for a while. And after I broke that, she was pretty upset. So I decided that I'd upgrade to a big boy setup. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'd imagine my girlfriend would be 
pretty uh, irked with me if I ended up using her her straightener to use some rosin. I've <laughs> yeah. I've yet to try some, so like I'd love to maybe if you could explain. Maybe we should have started with this a little bit. I'm sure there are going to be people who are listening who have not tried rosin yet. Can you kind of explain the difference between rosin and the typical sort of solvent solvent extracts, solvent based extracts like BHO? Definitely. Um, with BHO, I think the one main difference between that and rosin is it takes expensive equipment and days to get to a finished product. And not even to mention that it's extremely dangerous. And even with closed loop systems that can cost you thousands of dollars, it could still be dangerous if you have any kind of equipment failure. With rosin, it's available immediately. You can simply take your hair straightener, turn it to its lowest setting, and just take a nice nug, put it inside some parchment paper and just squish it. You know, some people uh, like to use their hands or a hand clamp. And as soon as you smash that nug, all the oils from inside of it are actually going to excrete onto the parchment paper and you just remove the bud, scrape up the dab and give it a try. That's interesting. So it is the heat and the pressure that's ultimately doing the extract, doing the extract. Exactly. Exactly right. That's super interesting. Um, I'm kind of curious, like, you know, you obviously have temperature controllers. Like, what kind of a range are we talking about? Like, what is the the temperature of these plates um, when you're actually trying to press rosin? The temperature depends on the material you're using as well as the strain because different strains react differently to different temperatures. But the good rule of thumb is to start, if you're pressing flowers, start at around 200 degrees. Give it a try, see how it reacts, and then kind of dial it in from there um, with different concentrates like sift and hashes you want to start at a typically at a lower temperature of about 150 160 degrees and then kind of go up or down from there depending on the yield that comes out as well as the quality that makes sense and i'd imagine that um at what temperature does like the do the cannabinoids start to kind of decarboxylate like what's the the high end maximum um that people would typically run those at like 160 is about as high as you would want to go Oh, uh, you're going to have to edit this out, but I'm not sure what you mean, like, uh, when did the terps burn off? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, what temperature do you you start losing quality in in the rosin? Is it about 160? Well, with your dry sift or your hashes, you really don't want to go above 180, 190 degrees just because it's already concentrated enough to where the yield is going to be great. With your flowers... I would never go above 220 degrees. Basically, if when you start at 200 degrees for flowers, that's kind of the sweet spot for that type of material. The higher the temperature, the more terps that will burn off. But some have noticed that when you press at 220 degrees, you might get more of a yield. But the material itself is going to come out a little bit darker, and you're also losing some of the terps that you could have possibly had at a lower temperature. Okay, that that's interesting. I'm I'm kind of curious about kind of what the capacity that Honey River can do in terms of size of plates. Um, so you know, can we talk a little bit about like the size of the plate that you're you might purchase from you guys, and then how that corresponds to the potential yield or how much you can actually press at once? Yeah, definitely. What I like to do with my customers is ask them before they tell me I want to buy plates and I want this size. I like to ask them what are your goals because you've got the home smasher that's only going to smash maybe a few grams or up to a quarter ounce at a time. And then you got the guys that are going to do higher production and want to smash one to two ounces at a time. Since I make every order one at a time to the customer's needs, 
you can get to truly any size platens that you would like. But there's a lot of different factors that play into that. Like five by five plates, you can smash up to 32 grams in one time. But you would also need at least 16 tons of force from a hydraulic press to be able to get the most yield out of that much material. Got it. That's awesome. Well, we just have a couple minutes left on the podcast, but I'd love to kind of give you an, uh, you know, tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and how they might be able to learn a little bit more about Honey River and possibly even purchase their own customized rosin press. You guys can just hit me up on uh, Instagram at Honey River 710 or on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash that Honey River. Send me a message. I'm always and I'd be more than happy to walk you guys through it and see what you uh, see what you might want to get. That's awesome. Well, like I said, definitely check them out. Honey River on Instagram. It's at Honey River 710. Definitely search them on Facebook. Follow along with the journey because I'm excited to see what kind of customized builds you continue to, to put out. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I'll have to figure out a customized setup in my head that I'll have to get from you. But we appreciate you coming on the podcast today and joining us on the Grassroots Marketing Podcast. Oh, it was a pleasure, man. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Once again, this was Scott, this was Scott with Honey River here on the Grassroots Marketing Podcast on CannabisRadio.com. We appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, whatever your preferred podcast method is. And until next time, mahalo for listening, and we'll see you later. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.